we all get busy. Whether you work for a company that's been in the business for five years or 40, it's often easy to get caught up in the momentum of generating volume and trying to outshine our past performance. But sometimes it pays to pause and survey the business from a different angle. I'm Rita Garwood, Editor-in-Chief of The Monitor. Joining me to discuss this topic today is Rich Doherty, President of High Street Capital Advisors. Many listeners will know Rich from his most recent role as president of PNC Equipment Finance. As many of you know, Rich led PNC's ascension to one of the premier companies in the equipment finance industry. So Rich has an incredibly valuable perspective that he's agreed to share with us today. Rich, thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's my pleasure to join you today. I'm so happy to have you. So Rich, as we rounded out Q2, the lending landscape has completely shifted from where we were at the beginning of the year. And the word pivot has become something of a mantra lately. In your opinion, what should equipment finance companies be focusing on right now? Well, I think the landscape is just, is just starting to unfold. I mean, obviously, we've seen a lot of change and a lot of challenges to you know, the financial institutions. But you know, this is a time when people think about pivoting, but I think before they pivot, it's a time where they really should look at their strategies and say, is the strategy that they were employing, is it working for them? Is it the strategy they think they need to, to uh, stay with going forward? And it needs to really focus on, you know, number one, their customers. What are they hearing from their customers? What's it take to retain their customers? And, and what are their customers' needs? Because they're going through a myriad of multiple challenges over and above just how they're going to finance their equipment. So I think you have to look at that. You have to look at sales. You know, what kind of sales are you generating? Are they the sales that you want to generate? Are they the kind of sales that are going to make you the money you want to make in the future? You know, in addition to that, you want to look at your portfolio, the quality of your portfolio. Is it performing the way you thought it would? Is it going to perform the way you think it should in the future when you factor in all the different changes that our society has gone through today. You know, it's an election year. Uh, we have people working from home. We have different, you know, supply chains managed in different ways, both domestically and internationally. So I think people have to look at their quality portfolio and how they think it's going to hold up in the long run. And, and the last part about it, I would say, is the managing their equipment in their portfolio. You know, the big part of our business is not just, you know, what the customer's credit is, but it's also, you know, what kind of equipment, what kind of a collateral you have. And this value of the collateral can change in these times. Some collateral is going to be worth more, some's going to be worth less. And I think it's a time when you talk about pivoting that people step back, take a look at where they are, where they want to go, how they're performing in the past and how that fits in where they want to go in the future, and then pivot and then drive that thing forward uh, to the best interest of their employees, their stockholders, and their community. That makes sense. So you mentioned customers um, and enhancing relationships. Can you talk about why this is so important? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, obviously customers are very, very important. And when you look at how you get customers, you know, you put so much investment, you invest so much money in expenses, people's time, your management's time, your organization's time in getting a customer. And the focus there is how much is upfront so all the money you invest in to get a customer is all up front. So once you get that customer, you've invested meaningful dollars. And in a lot of cases, if you broke down the profitability of your customers, you're probably not making all that much money in the first transaction you do with a customer. You may think you are because you may think your margin is 2%, 3%, 4% over your cost of funds. 
But when you factor in all the upfront costs you've incurred over the years to set up this customer, are you really making the kind of money you want? Where you make the money is on the second transaction, the third transaction, the fourth transaction. Because then the marginal cost of process with this customer gradually goes down. So for the same interest margin, you're going to realize higher and higher profits. So when you think about it, the importance of the clients is once you get a client, you want to keep it for as long as you can, and you want to get as much of their business as you possibly can. Because as you do that, your relationship, will, your relationship will grow, but also your profitability will grow because the cost of doing business will be less with each and every transaction going forward. So I think the focus on the clients is really take a hard look at the clients in your portfolio that you have, the ones you really want to keep. Because sometimes you get a client, you get in there, after a while you realize, you know, they may be a high maintenance client and it may not be the type of transaction that you really want to stay with because of the cost of maintaining it. That's okay. So you exit that client and you move on to the next one. But I think once you get a client in, after you invested all that money, really make sure that you handled as best you can, because that's where you're going to make your most money on your repeat business for these clients. And you don't want to lose them. As I said, once you lose them, they, you, you're very difficult to ever get them back. And if you do, you're going to incur all those costs. Again. Yeah. So these days companies are tightening their belts. Um, what do you think their approach should be when it comes to technology expenditures? Well, I think use of technology is the future. Obviously, it's um, a lot of companies are, are, are trying to use technology more and more. But when you think about the shifts in our industry over the years and in general in, in, uh, in the corporate world, you know, corporate staffs are not as deep as they used to be. And people need more efficient and quick turnaround from all their, all their suppliers, customers. And I think technology can help you get there. You really take a look at the technology and say, how can I make it easier for my customers? How can I make it easy for me? Because your customers are gonna want basically 24 seven access to their records. They're gonna want 24 seven access to what they have to do to complete the transaction with you, or what's the history of the transaction, or what kind of background information they want. It's not necessarily something they're gonna be able to do nine to five because they're gonna be doing other things nine to five. They may wanna use technology to uh, be able to use that in off hours. And also it makes it more efficient. I mean, the more you can do through technology, you know, the more money you're gonna make because that's sort of a fixed cost. So I think leveraging technology, having clients use it, um, I think that's the way in the future. And when you really look at all the new technology that's out, you know, every year there's dozens and dozens of new companies that show up at, you know, at the conventions to really lay out, you know, the, uh, the opportunities that they present us. And I think that's really the future. Um, you know, it's a challenge for, for people, but I think technology is really the way to get there. And especially if you're in certain businesses where your products are, are pretty much the same. Like if you're in a vendor transaction or you're pretty much, you know, more straightforward transactions versus com complex transactions. I mean, technology is a way where you can deliver a more efficient and um, quicker and cheaper product to your customers. Definitely. So as I mentioned in the intro, you are a true veteran of this industry and you've lived through many downturns. What advice can you give to those who haven't weathered storms like that? Well, first of all, be patient and take the time to step back and take a hard look at really what's going on, both in your own organization and in the outside world. And don't assume that going forward, 
things are going to be the same. Um, because they're not, they're going to change. But you will survive because people in this industry have been resilient for years. You know, through all the changes, through accounting changes and tax changes, they've always seemed to find a way to continue to provide a good product and a good service to the customers. But I think you really, you need to show a lot of patience. I think you need to really evaluate your business. From all aspects we talked about, whether it's the sales, credit quality, equipment management, operations, and really take the time to understand where you've been and is that where you really want to go? And does that marry up with your parent company or your funding sources, your investors? And and come back and say, this is what I see. I want to adjust this a little bit. I want to adjust that a little bit because the way we did business in the past may not be the way we totally do business in the future. And I think, you know, take the time to use this challenge as a real opportunity to step back and evaluate, you know, where you've been and where you want to go. And if you do that nine times out of 10, you're going to have a better handle on where you want to go in the future. I mean, you may still run into a few bumps in the road, but you really have an opportunity to take a look at it because, you know, the kind of business you've done in the past and how you want to do it and the kind of clients you want, the kind of employees you want, how you want to service your community may not be the way, you know, you're going to do it in the future. So when we were preparing for this call, you mentioned that equipment management is a keystone of all equipment finance companies. Can you explain why managing assets is so important? Yeah, I think that um, a lot of times when we talk about, you know, a quality of our portfolio, we talk about credit quality. And obviously, you want to make sure that your clients, your end users, your lessees, you know, are going to have the, the ability to pay you back and are as strong uh, prospects and clients as they possibly can have from a credit, credit perspective. But equally as important are the assets you finance. And there's two aspects of that. One is if you, if you lease, you own these assets and you're trading off the ownership of the asset and the potential upside of the ownership of the asset for the risk of the ownership of the asset. So five years from now, you're three years from now, seven years from now, whatever the tenor of the lease is, you're looking to make some upside profit. That's why you're taking the risk of owning the equipment. And I think people really have to take a hard look at that on a proactive basis because some cases people tra do transactions, put the lease on the shelf and don't really look at it until either something bad happens or, you know, there's 90, 120 days before the lease expires and they reach out to the client and say, Hey, do you want to buy it or do you want to return it? I think you really have to be proactive because you can make or lose as much money by the mismanagement of your assets as you can in the credit. Because if you have a 10% residual and your client pays you as agreed, but at the end of the lease it's worth zero, you're gonna lose money. So, and that's not what you wanted to do. But if you're proactive over the course of that term, you'll be able to see those trends and that value of that equipment. You'll be able to proactively react and either minimize your downside or improve your upside. And that's when, if you look at the people that specialize in our industries, whether they're computer lessors, rail lessors, aircraft lessors, transportation assets lessors, they have that expertise because they know how to manage those assets. And if you look at those companies, you know, compared to generalists, they generally do a much better job managing those assets because they know what it takes to maximize the profitability and the use of those assets. And if you, and when they do that, they're protecting themselves and making a pro and making profit. 
and it extends the same as from the collateral perspective. You may not own the asset, it may be your, your collateral, but if you're not keeping an eye on it, what you're probably doing is keeping an eye on your credit. So you'll review the credit on a quarterly basis or whatever your organization does, and you say, well, this company is deteriorating a little bit. But you really gotta look at the asset. What if the asset's deteriorating value? What if you, you finance an asset which no longer is in vogue? And we've seen that in the rail industry where, you know, tank cars, you have a, an accident on a rail and there's an explosion. And then all of a sudden, you know, people get concerned about, you know, owning tank cars. Nobody would have foresaw that, but, you know, you have to constantly take a look at that versus just the credit quality. So I think the management of the assets is as important as any other aspect of your business, because if you don't manage that, your clients can pay you back on time, but if the asset value isn't there, you're not going to make the money you thought you make. In some cases, you're going to lose money. So I think asset management is hand in hand with the credit quality as the, the key component of managing your risk for your business. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You don't hear a lot of people saying that either. Um, any final thoughts? Yeah, I think, um, you know, as we move forward, you know, equipment finance and leasing has always been a vital capital provider to our industry. You know, whether companies have access to capital markets, or, or whether they just you know, use their local banks and use um, their manufacturers and their captive finance companies. It's always been a vital source of, of capital. And I think it will continue to be that way. It's just you as a provider need to really take a look and say, where do I want to play in this industry? I've seen things change. I've seen my customers react in a certain way. You know, where do I really want to play? And if you take the time to do that and you work hand in hand with, you know, your management teams and your parent companies and your investors. Um, I think that's going to be a, um, a strategy to be very successful in the future, because if it just sort of take the position that, Hey, we're going to hang in there and we're going to weather the storm and then we're going to go back to doing things how they were before. I think you'll be disappointed. I think there's companies that are, they're being proactive and taking an honest look at their businesses and saying, Hey, I like A, B, C, and D, E and F. I'm not too sure of, and G, we definitely want to get out of that are going to be the real survivors and the winners going, going forward because everybody's going to have their challenges, whether you're a bank-owned finance company or whether you're an independent or whether you're, you know, a captive. You're going to have all different kinds of challenges depending upon your parent company, your investors, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's an important time to really, you know, be patient, step back and review, uh, you know, where you are as an organization. And it's hard sometimes because with everything that's going on, there's a lot of pressure you know, clients are probably asking for extensions. Some clients are probably having difficulty paying back. You know, your sales force probably doesn't have the capability to go out and meet with clients. And so the pressure's on there to keep, keep those folks happy. And you can't succumb to, you know, the easy way out. I'll just say, you know, hang in there as management teams and really focus on those key ingredients, you know, customer retention, portfolio quality, asset quality, and technology. And if you focus on those four aspects, I think you'll find, you know, going into 2021 and, and beyond that you really have a very successful organization and pretty much in line with the strategies that you, you developed. That's great advice. Thanks so much, Rich, for joining us today. We appreciate it having you. Well, it's really been my pleasure. I mean, I've been in the, was in the industry for almost 40 years and you've seen a lot of changes come up and down and, uh, I think, uh, you know, all these companies provide a valuable service to their customers. 
but uh, as they change and as they adapt, their customers will change and adapt. It'll be uh, continue to have success going forward. So I appreciate you giving me a few minutes. Uh, really support the industry and look forward to working with a lot of uh, a lot of participants in the future. Thanks again. Have a great day.